It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yeah, we got more coming. Stay tuned. Yeah, speaking about more, Aditi. What's up, Aditi? Aditi, do you disagree with that? Like, if Joe Flacco balls out, it's his job, right? Uh, yeah, why wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah. no. I, I mean, And I, I think, think that there's no. just, you know, it, it's sort of like it reminds me of in the preseason when I was watching Washington and it was Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. And you could see that Sam Howell had this level of athleticism to him, deceivingly athletic, that he could do all these things, that he's young, whatever. But the huddle just <laughs> come with Jacoby Brissett. And the operation was just smoother with Jacoby Brissett. And I think that that's one of those things that you get with a Joe Flacco. He's seen every defense there is to see. He's been in every experience that there is. Like Robert Griffin said, he's a Super Bowl MVP. Nothing's going to scare him. Nothing's going to cow him. He knows how to talk to his teammates. He, all of that counts for something in a situation like this, you know? And so like, obviously DTR's upside at this point in life is greater than Joe Flacco's. Obviously he's got a ton of talent, but when you've got a team that's playing such great defense that can indeed run the ball well, you need someone to operate there from a position of, I don't know, experience, not making mistakes, not causing errors. And I think that Joe Flacco is a really good bet right there. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm like, that's like, a, that's what we call in television a false out. I was like stopping to let you go. And then I, yeah, I no, that, it's all good. I, I, the calming effect that you talk of, Aditi, I think it's particularly important with this team because you have so many other pieces that are competent. When you look at the defense, right. Joe Flacco has to be thrilled to know that he's playing with a defense like the one he has. Um, and when now you put the leader of any team, I know there are other leaders, but to me, the leader of a football team is your quarterback. He sets the tone on offense. I know you can have a leader on defense too, but I just think that, I I think it's going to change everybody's perspective when they look into the huddle and say, oh, okay, now that's a grown-ass man with a real resume, with real accomplishments. Let's go get this. Completely, completely agree with you. And I said this last week, Jay, I don't think you were with us last week. I was recalling that week two game 
last year that I was on the sideline for when the Jets were down two touchdowns with less than two minutes to go. And I vividly remember Joe Flacco walking up and down his sideline, telling his teammates, we've still got time. We're not out of this. We still have time. And it was just that level headedness. It was, again, it's the experience because he's done that before. He's led those game winning drives. He's had these crazy comebacks. So he's speaking from a position of, okay, it is indeed possible, but also just to know you need to go talk to your teammates right now. You need to settle them. You need to remind them the game isn't over until the game is actually over, until the clock says zero, zero, zero. Yeah. So all of that counts for something. You're completely right. Do you think I'll have a little boost? Me and we, we just talked about it before you got on the DDS. It, you know, when you, it's something to be said for you being out of the game, your phone doesn't ring anymore, and you kind of imagine that that's it. I had a nice career, and this is it. And then you get that call, kind of like Kareem Hunt got, and he he comes back and he's rejuvenated. Do you think there's a little piece of uh, Joe Flacco that's like he's going to cherish this opportunity and really make it special for him because he did, he didn't expect to be here? One hundred percent. I mean, wouldn't you? Every chance that we get, it's an opportunity to do what you love. And he openly said the first time he talked to the Cleveland media, he said, "I was surprised that the phone didn't ring." So there's a piece of pride there that he feels that he can still do it. He's, I'm sure he's watching quarterback play around the league and thinking, hey, I can still do this. His kids are of an age where they can actually watch daddy do what daddy does. And so that is part of the motivation as well to be able to see, to have his children see what he sacrificed for, what he's worked towards. And it's the opportunity to help a team. It's, it's like you just said, this is a team that right now has all the pieces except for the quarterback. It's the number one defense. It's a game-changing, game-breaking defense. It's a great run game. You've got really talented wide receivers. You've got a tight end that when he has a good day, when he hasn't ha- isn't having one of those days that makes me blow up Adam's phone because I'm so frustrated. In general, is a great tight end. And so all you need, as I keep saying, is competent quarterback play. Joe probably thinks he could step in here and do something. Right. That yeah. this could really be one of those moments. And so why not? Aditi on the other side I'm of the ball. Him. I really like him. I'm sorry, Mikey, I'm cutting you off. But I am such a huge personal fan of Joe Flacco's. So you know how much I love DTR. You know that he's a young kid that I really want to see ball out and all of that. But right now it's like Joe Flacco is clearly on the tail end of his career. I would love to see him succeed. What a story it would be. It would be. Aditi on the other side of the ball, we have two of the best pass rushers, frankly, of all time in this game between Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett. I'm going to ask you a completely hypothetical question here, but at the peak of each of their powers, so you got the peak Aaron Donald and you got peak Miles Garrett. If you were a NFL GM and had to build a defense around one of those two superstars, who would you choose to build your defense around? Oh, come on. That's like asking me which child is my favorite child. Which child's your favorite child? I'll ask you that too. Yeah, it depends on the day. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's too, you know, ordinarily I would say that I'd pick – Miles, by virtue of the position that he plays, because I feel like in general that can be more impactful. But then you think about everything that AD has done and the human being that he is and how much he does in the community. Not that Miles doesn't, but um, Aaron Donald is one of the true gentlemen of the National Football League and the way that he works. But again, I say that it's not that Miles doesn't work. It's not that Miles isn't as committed. It's not that. 
they're very similar in certain ways too. You know, they're both sort of more quiet, receding personalities. I would actually say AD is more quiet than Miles. You know, Miles has some of his quirks that he likes to have fun with. Halloween, the dinosaurs, um, anime. I don't, I can't, I can't. It, you know, like th this is when people sit here and ask you to compare quarterbacks from different generations or... It's too hard. I, I'm sorry. I just can't do that. Aditi, I, 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 I <laughs> is that a cop out? Even though it's, yeah. a, it's a little cop out, but I, I, I'd be curious to hear what G. Bush says. I, I think your answer is the right answer. Um, where when you started down the Aaron Donald road, and again, this is no disrespect to Miles Garrett. When he's done, he'll be one of the all-time greats. And the hope is, when he's done, he'll have a defensive MVP in his trophy case. And he'll also have a Lombardi trophy that he was a big contributor. When you look at Aaron Donald, he's checked those things. So, and he's further along in his career and he's had more opportunity I mean, he's, to do that. I'm but, cutting you off. But AD saved that Super Bowl. He won yeah, that Super Bowl. He made the play that you need in that we, moment. And we so talked it's about sort of that like, yesterday. He made that right. play on third and fourth down. And if he doesn't make either one of those plays, Joe Burrow completes the game winning and Super Bowl winning touchdown throw. And so, right. I mean, look, my, my hope and even expectation is Miles can get close to that. I think he can win a defensive player of the year. I think that's what's so unfortunate about the timing of this injury. He's never been closer to that NFL defensive MVP award. I think that's why he's going to play and play in pain because he knows how close he is to getting the Browns to the playoffs and to getting his hands on that MVP trophy. And who knows what can happen if they get in the playoffs. But for right now, and again, no disrespect to Miles, Aaron's resume is just more accomplished. So for me, it is, and I would take him. And at the end of the day, you know, it's funny because just last night, this week I have the Chargers at Patriots. And last night I was on the phone with Khalil Mack. And Khalil Mack is one of those guys who's got a DPOY, who's got multiple all pros, right. who's closing in on sack accomplishments that have been attained by just two or three people, a handful of people. And we talked about whether he is on pace currently to potentially break that record, that TJ Watt, Michael Strahan sack mark for a season. And he said, you know what? At this point in my career, all I care about is a Super Bowl. Winning. And he said, you know, guys say that they are we guys, not me guys. I really am a we. I need that Super Bowl. And that's it. And you know what? This is what Mike Tomlin used to say to Antonio Brown, that at this point you've accomplished everything that you need to accomplish. It's about hunting the Lombardi trophy. And I think that in a team game. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
what really truly distinctly separates you is when you get that title. Why do we, Ben Roethlisberger never won an MVP. Eli Manning never won an MVP. Both of them have two Super Bowls. They'll be in the Hall of Fame because they both have two Super Bowls. You're right. And that's kind of the point. You know, like if you were to take Peyton Manning in a vacuum versus Tom Brady in a vacuum and choose the quarterback that you want leading your team, reading the defense, making the throws, doing all of those things, you probably maybe might are going to be pick that made, that sentence made no sense you probably maybe are going to pick peyton manning except that this is a team game and tom brady has won more than anybody else so then isn't tom brady really the greatest of all time yeah. because ultimately it's about winning those super bowls and, and there's layers and so to it everybody around you to play better right so you know it, it, i i i think that there is a piece of and I've said this before many times, and it upsets Cleveland fans, I'm sorry, but there's something about T.J. Watt that makes everybody around him play better. I don't know if it's by virtue of his personality that he demands it. I don't know if it's the way that his motor goes and how hard he works. People feel that they can't slack when he's working that way. I don't know what it is, but that to me is one of the big pieces of him that make him exceptional, that make him stand apart. And I've said this before, you know, I we've been wanting to see that from Miles. I think we're really seeing it now. I think that that's been part of his growth and his progression. But AD is one of those guys that he makes everybody around him better. There's no question about that. I said this to, to Jay about, I think about maybe two days ago, we were off camera and I said, you know what? Um, Brown's got to make the playoffs this year. Yes, and sir. we looked around and he was like, why, why you say that? And I was like, well, if they don't make the playoffs, you're going to have a whole year of more Deshaun Watson talk. You're going to have a whole other year. You don't know what Chubb is doing. You really don't have, uh, you have question marks again about what, what is the offense? Are we running the right offense? And if you make the playoffs this year, I think it, 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 it kills all of that. I think you just, it, it leaves a better taste in your mouth to say, okay, well, let's go figure this out next year. But if you don't make the playoffs, we are kind of exactly where we were 365 days ago with the same questions. Yeah, and at some point, those excuses were thin. You know, and it's sort of one of those, it's funny because we're having this conversation, my crew and I this week about the Chargers because Brandon Staley, Ohio native, as you know, Cleveland native, he's under immense fire. And you could sit here and say, okay, yeah, but Bosa keeps getting hurt and Mike Williams is hurt and this hasn't worked out and this and this. At some point, the excuses just, they're just excuses. You know, everybody deals with injury. Everybody deals with unexpected things. At some point, you just have to put it together. And right now, this Browns roster, yes, it's a huge blow to lose your starting quarterback. And obviously, everybody knows how much of a fan of Kevin Stefanski's I am and how level he is and how he imbues his players with confidence despite all of this and how he's kept this this ship afloat amidst all this craziness. But, I mean, how many years in a row do you get a mulligan? You know, how many years in a row do you get, yeah, but, no, yeah, but. Right. So year two, there was, yeah, but Baker was hurt all year and there was the Odell drama. Year three was the, yeah, but there was the crazy Deshaun Jacoby th thing. And this year we could say, yeah, but you lost your all-pro right tackle week one. You lost your best offensive player week two. You lost your quarterback. You, At some point, <laughs> you can't keep doing the, yeah, but. 
this is football. This is life. Like you yeah. got to figure it out. Next man up, go figure out it's how very to win. To expect um, that. And also remember, Jay, just really quickly, the AFC is not like they're the Bengals. The Bengals lost their quarterback. The AFC is open. You know, look at what's happened to the Bills. The Chiefs have looked vulnerable at times. Right. The AFC, there's room to make a run here. There is room to make the playoffs here. Yeah, for all so, that talk of all the great quarterbacks being in the AFC, the iron's hot, and you've got the defense, right. and the time to strike is now. We, we talked a lot this week about the run-pass distribution in Denver. Um, I We all thought that it was way off. There were varying degrees of it. Uh, G. Bush and I came in here like completely flummoxed as to how you ask a rookie quarterback and P.J. Walker to combine for 42 throws when you're only handing it off 16 times. And I know there were cir- some circumstances in the game that dictated that, but it was a five-point game in the fourth quarter. It's not like they were chasing you know, double-digit points the whole right. game. What was your take on the distribution of the run and pass? I mean, I didn't like it. I'm with you on that, right? I'd always, I'd much rather, I remember Le'Veon Bell once saying to me, balance is not about being equal in each game. Being a balanced offense means when you need to run, you run. When you need to pass, you pass. So it's not like I need a a 50-50 split in run and pass. But when you need to run is when you have a rookie quarterback and when you have a backup quarterback and when you're in the game, that is when you need to run. The only thing I can say is I don't, I haven't asked anyone, so I don't know if a lot of that were checks or a lot of that was changed and not necessarily what the original call was, or if they were seeing something in the defense that made them go that way, made the quarterback make a change that way. I don't Leroy know. I also don't know how much. Pre- go ahead. Leroy thought that was the case. He said that Denver was coming with false eight, nine guys in the box and then backing them out. And right. it, was, it was Leroy's impression that when they would flood the line of scrimmage in their pre-snap read, that DTR would check into the pass play the pass. because he felt that the Correct. run wasn't going to work. Right. And it was driving, Leroy said it was driving him nuts because at some point, somebody else in the chain, whether it was Stefanski or Alex Van Pelt or somebody needed to tell him, this is, this is, you know, this is a false look they're giving you and they're getting you to check into passes, which is what they want you to do. But that never happened. You know- that was somewhat surprising to me. And you know what? And I think that a lot of that is nervousness too, right? That maybe that was said on the sideline. Maybe AVP did say to DTR, hey, they're just trying to bait you. Like, be confident. Be confident in what we're doing. But remember, you're a young guy. You don't have a lot of reps behind you. You don't have a lot of experience. You don't want to make a mistake. And so sometimes you forget that voice there. But another thing is, you know, it would be good to have teammates sit here and help you in that sense. And I'm reminded of a Sunday night game, the Eagles. I remember Jalen Hurts kind of made a check at the line. And if you were paying attention, Jason Kelsey, that. who's the best, do you know what I'm talking about? I know Kelsey exactly waved him off, about. waved yes. him off. And then Jalen kind of like went like, okay, rewind, go back to what we were supposed to do. That was Kelsey's experience saying, don't get cute here. Stick with what we have. Don't worry about it. And while the Browns do have a seasoned line, they don't necessarily have that center that's a Jason Kelsey or a Marquise Pouncey or a guy that's done it at a high level for 10 years. Good point. 
Yeah, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I made a mental note of that, too, about how it doesn't always have to fall on the quarterback. I saw right. a game on Sunday where a, a running back came up to a young quarterback and said something in his ear. And whatever play they checked into, it was actually a run to the running back who took it for 15 yards. And I thought right. th- those are the little things that you that teammates can do that are veterans that can help these rookie quarterbacks along. And exactly. I, I wish we were seeing more of that uh, with the Browns, but we really have. Uh, Didi, can a receiver do that? Because if anyone was going to do it, it had to be Amari Cooper, I'd assume, right? He's the only one. Yeah, but Amari's not seeing. Amari's not seeing the whole defense. That, that's the what I'm saying. So it's a tough. Somebody, t- it's a tough right. configuration for how the Browns' offense is laid out. Now you don't have Nick Chubb. You have Jerome Ford, who's a little more seasoned, but barely than DTR. That's why I think Joe Flacco right. coming into play in theory can solve a lot of issues just by his pure knowledge and his veteran experience. Eyes. He's going to see that stuff. Right. Right. Guys, I hate to do this, but someone's in my house and they keep screaming for me. So I'm a little bit concerned. Uh-oh. I... Now we're concerned. So text us to make yeah. sure that you're okay. Because if you're not, yeah. we'll call the authorities and we'll get but them I, don't, there. I mean, we could take a pause and I could say, is everything all right? But my phone <laughs> is blowing up. Apparently there's a fake Instagram account about me now. Oh, so, wonderful. Uh, all right, you got bigger yeah. fish to fry, Aditi. You go take care of that. Thank know. you for spending okay, time with us. If this. a fake Aditi Instagram tries to follow you, report it or something. It's I not will. Me. I'm going to report okay. it anyhow, even if they don't. Aditi, <laughs> have a good call on Sunday. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya. Thanks so much. Uh, and we got to check in with her in about three minutes to make sure that everything is okay because we don't want a stranger coming into her house and she wouldn't be able to tell anybody about it. No, if we don't, if we don't hear from Aditi, we'll call and her man, back. That'd be funny when somebody do do knock on your door, though. Like, they'd be, like, knocking, and uh, you don't be expecting nobody. I'd be, like, on some Inspector Gadget stuff. Like, who is this? I don't owe nobody. Particularly money. if they're in your house and they're calling for you. Yeah, yeah. like, I don't owe you no like, money, the, no the, soliciting. The water man doesn't need to knock on your door right. and come into your house. <laughs> nah, uh-uh. Like, there's so, no built man. I don't like, no. I don't like unexpected knocks like that. <laughs> I, I, I don't either. <laughs> the hope is it's someone that she knows and yeah. that everything is, right. is going to be okay. I think of everything that Aditi said, the one thing that, uh, that really resonates with me is the fact that, and you followed it with the Joe Flacco won't need that, was that like, there's a lot of times when DTR probably comes to the line and he's looking at something and he doesn't know what it is. Yeah. And when that headset mic goes dead, you're out there on an island. You it can them. be a Joel Batonio yeah. who turns around and, and, and has a buzzword. And maybe that buzzword is to check down to the second play or mm-hmm. to hold on to the first one or whatever. But it takes a team and those veteran eyeballs that can look at something and know that is a false flag. They are not bringing eight guys. Uh, they're bringing four, and four of them are going to drop out. Joe Flacco is going to catch a lot of that. And it, it, so it has a lot to do with just recognizing film work. Like, even when we go, you know, I go back to high school. We used to play St. Ignatius, and um, the first few years we played them, they just were better. They just, they just never made any mistakes. Uh, they just executed better than we did. But after a while, just being inner city kids, like we we understood what we had to do to switch our game up. We was like, we gotta we gotta study this stuff. Like we can't you can't just just come out there and just beat you know, Chuck Kyle T and just feel like you are gonna win that. And I kind of feel like just the way with Glenville now. Once you get there and you win it once, you start to get it with a different attitude. Like when you get down in a huddle in the huddle, it don't matter if you're down five ten points. It's right. just like. All right, I, we, we got it. It's a different type of swag that you get because you know you have that, that bank to your memory like, I've done this before. But the first time you come to the line of scrimmage, yeah. 
I used to be looking around. We used to have a our, our linebacker. He was like a Rhodes Scholar. We had Kent State. His name was Steve Smith. Shout out to Steve Smith, by the way. And he used to play center. And uh, he played center at Kent State. And, and I used to come up to the line. And I used to ask him, like, every play. I'm like, who I got? Well, that's, <laughs> like, what, that's what Jason who, said DeWan Jones was doing with Wyatt Teller right. early right. season. So, so, so think about that. Like, it's a difference between you coming in the line and all five guys know what you're doing. All five of them. And your receivers know what you're doing. And the quarterback knows and sees and understands. Well, for much of the year, the Browns quarterback has been the youngest player in the huddle. Yep. Yeah. Starting Sunday, That'll and if old. it goes well moving forward, the oldest player in the huddle will be your quarterback. And there is value in that experience. I, I really think there is. So is. whether or not he physically can perform the job and all the duties that go with it like he once could, we don't need him to be 2013 Joe Flacco. We don't. Um, this offense can be effective handing the ball off and converting third downs. When you, need it, when you, when you have a third down throw, completing those third downs. I want to see him throw the ball 15 to 20 times. No more. You want the Tebow playbook. Well, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that because with this defense, the trestle ball formula will work. And, and, and Stefanski understood. It's almost a glorified when the, when the Browns was rolling. Go back to 2020. When the Browns was rolling and they had Kareem Hunt, you had Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb and you had Deardis Johnson, right? I remember the game I watched them and it was peak. It was peak to me, Stefanski. The game they played against the Dallas Cowboys, they ran the ball and it looked like they were they were unstoppable. Right, like they couldn't. The, the play action would hit right after that. Three, they were getting nine, ten a pop. And the great thing about Stefanski is I don't really know if he has a playbook. We may, we laugh at him all the time because we thought we was getting a new one. But the one thing you can say for him. He's called plays for a, a whole gambit of quarterbacks, whether it's yeah, Brissett yes. or, or or Josh Dobbs or, or you know. Now he, P.J. Walker, well, DTR, Deshaun Watson. I just thought of this, and, and I hadn't thought of this until you just said that, G. We talk about quarterbacks getting in rhythm, like, hey, we need Deshaun to play a couple games so he shakes off the rust. Well, from a play caller standpoint, too, Stefanski right. can't even get in a rhythm with what's working when he's had the rotating circle I'll of quarterbacks of running backs, yeah, that's good. E- even, that's good. Re- even receivers to an extent. I mean, you thought you had Elijah Moore who was going to produce more than he has so far. DPR, or, or, DP, DP, DPJ, DPJ was MIA. the number two. He's gone. He's gone. I mean, Cedric Tillman's come up. So we, Stefanski deserves a fair level of criticism. But maybe he also deserves a little bit more of a leash than we give him because just like his players haven't been able to get any consistency – even in practice, he's been going with a, a constant wave of change as well. I'll go That's, a step underrated. That's an underrated comment it, right there. That was the, I, I was I watching the NFL Network yesterday, and the guy – it's funny. Sometimes you get there, – there's, there's great value in getting someone's description from 30,000 feet. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in the clouds, man. We're in the weeds, <laughs> and, and everything is magnified for us, particularly in the moment. Mm-hmm. They were singing Stefanski's praises yesterday – because when you list, and I know Aditi said after a while, excuses wear thin. I 100% agree with her. But show me another team that's on quarterback number four, yeah. lost its best player on offense. It's two tackles. It's two tackles, all of the injuries that this team has incurred, and they are in control of their playoff destiny. And right now they're in the number two wild card slot. In the right. AFC. And there is a line. It's a, it's a, he'll get votes for coach oh, of the year. He won't win it. But votes. if they make the playoffs, Kevin Stefanski is going to receive votes. And, and there is a line. Like, 
every team has depth. We all want more depth. But there's at some point you hit a line of, all right, we're on our fourth quarterback. Like, yeah. what's the realistic expectation? And the fact that we're on Joe Flacco. Think about this. We're on Joe Flacco, who was in this chair essentially two weeks ago, saying we think the Browns might be able to win a game this Sunday. And they might be able to go three and three the last or four and three the last seven games, like or three and three because they have six now. That legitimately is a testament to what Stefanski has done, putting this team together. It's right. Andrew Barry. They have depth, but no one plans for a fourth quarterback. Like they're no, they've had to build their depth. It's, it's almost like you know you're building the ship as you're sailing it, it's, the it's ocean. It's patchwork as you're going. You're, you're and, just trying to keep the thing afloat. Yeah, you're doing yeah. what you can to plug the holes, keep the thing above the water level, and they. To this point, I think he's done a great job. Yeah. He's got to finish the He's got to finish, and that is, that is know, a big catch. Because he just as easily as they could win 11, they could lose 11 from here. Yeah. The, you know, they could, they could end up going, no, they could lose 10. They could end up going 7 and 10. Like, it would be a nightmare scenario. Yeah. If, uh, you, but, ju- if you even juxtapose, like, think about it. You know, Axe Bull. Bengals are done. <laughs> like, yeah, they are. Like, think about it. They, they one, suffered one, one major one one granted, finished. It was a franchise-level quarterback. I get but the Browns it. lost Watson, too. And, uh, or, well, but there's but layers I'm, to that. But I'm and, just saying, they I both mean, lost a franchise and, and, quarterback sure. in their and life. And here's how devastating it is. If we just still had Nick Chubb, I would be up here cocky. I would still be up here area. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't stop. We still got Nick Chubb. What are you talking about? When you have a Nick Chubb <laughs> and this defense, you have a chance. You can make a run. You have a chance. That's all. Period. That's that's the formula. That's it. it you, be, need, you need a quarterback yeah. that's not going to gift games away, the, but the, just take care of the football, hand it to Nick Chubb, and play defense. Think about it. The, the equivalent of what we have now is if if the Bengals lost Burrow and Chase. Burrow, Chase, their two tackles. Throwing another name. Maybe yeah. Trey Hendrickson's banged up. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it goes on and on. And, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we talked about the, ske- the schedule. And I know, Ant, we're going to do the schedule in one sec, so you get a reading. But the schedule, the end of it, we thought was super easy, may not be necessarily as easy anymore. No. So, Ant, you want to read and we'll yeah, get to that? It may, it may be very, very difficult to close out. Yeah, guys, I just want to remind everybody that as the weather is getting colder <coughs> out there, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's absolutely no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. It has a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So you guys can go visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So, Mike, I'm going to actually let you set this topic up because this was yours from yesterday that you guys couldn't get all the way through. Yeah, so we'll start with the Bengals again. But essentially, we did before the season, you look at the schedule. Oh, you have the Bengals in week one and 18. That's good or bad. Well, now we have a little bit of information to back up whether or not the schedule gods played out in the Browns' favor or if the Browns kind of got screwed by the schedule. So we'll run through each team. We'll see when they play the Browns home and away and see if the Browns well, caught each 18, team. Well, 1-18, the schedule gods winked at us. It was beautiful. Cincinnati yeah. could not have worked out any better for the Browns. No, I mean, we, at the, at the, when the season came, when the schedule came out, we're like, oh, my God. It's terrible. You've got to start and close against the AFC, one of the AFC favorites. That, yeah. uh, but the way it played out, we got Burrow hurt, and Burrow's out now for 18. So, I think those are two that was big perfect. thumbs up. A plus. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. couldn't have done any better. Next right. up is Pittsburgh. Week two. And at Pittsburgh, Week 11, what do you guys think about this one? Man, I, I, at the time, when you lose Nick Chubb, I thought it was horrible. <laughs> but I like it now because, yes, you did lose to them in the second week. But the way it started, it started to shake out, you already have the AFC North. All, the hay is in the barn, pretty much. Like, sure. you've already played all your AFC North teams. And they found out a way, found a way to get the split. 
I thought it, it worked out pretty well. I, I don't want to play them the last game of the season. Yeah. All right, we would get them out of the way and, and just mess with the other teams. For me, I don't think it's my, my uh, – I was neutral outlook, on this one. I was neutral too. Yeah. I, I, I didn't love that we started Cincinnati-Pittsburgh because that can go sideways really quickly. You go 0-2 in your division to start the season. Like, I know the NFL tried to stick the screws to the Browns with that and the Browns weren't having it. It would have been so much better had they not had that strip sack fumble at the yeah. end that led to yep. the Steelers' yep. win. Because if you, on the flip side, if you two start 2-0, you Cooking. got runway to an AFC North Cooking. title. So I didn't. I, I, I was I was unchanged by the way the events uh, yeah. of the season played out. I was neutral because, A, they got two Matt Canada games, so right. good. Yep. But, B, yep. it was Deshaun Watson's second game, still coming back, still rusty, so he hadn't had his full armor. So I went neutral. I didn't think that was Yeah, I went neutral bigger uh, the Ravens will go third. The Ravens, they were home against the Ravens in week three at Baltimore in week 10. I actually think this was a uh, – this is week four, actually, not week three. But a terrible situation for playing Baltimore. A, you played them without Deshaun Watson in the first game. It was after the injury. And week 10, even though they beat Baltimore, Baltimore just walloped Detroit, had just walloped Seattle. They went into that game riding high. That's not when you wanted to play Baltimore. It didn't end up mattering, but – I thought the Browns actually got a bad stick with the Ravens considering it was post to Sean Watson and DTR making his first start and then against the Baltimore team in Baltimore who was the hottest team in football at the but time. But did we get the Ravens the first time after the loss to the Colts? No, you got – the Colts game was after that. The Colts was after San Francisco. Okay, so, so Deshaun we, plays Tennessee. No, 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 no. I, I'm talking about yeah, after yeah, the Colts yeah, beat the Ravens. Yes. Yes, we got them afterwards. Uh, yes. So yes. for me, I thought, Wow. This team isn't as good as I thought they were. Because at that time, we didn't know that the Colts were going to be at six wins at this point in yeah, the season right. and in position for a playoff spot. So I think I was I felt a little better about the Ravens game in real time the first time. Second time, neutral. I mean, I knew they were going to be a very good team. They were hot. Uh, they were hot. It was at their place. I didn't expect that they would, you know, be able to go there and get a win. So I was pretty neutral on the second one. But the first one, I thought... Schedule gods helped us out, you know, with the timing of everything coming off the Colts' loss. I'd have been, for for me, I would have been, uh, you know, interesting to see if Deshaun Watson played that first game and he wasn't hurt. He was coming off his best game against Tennessee. He was coming off his he best was. game against Tennessee. You get the Ravens at home. The defense looked like they were playing lights out. And it was kind of almost like the DTR thing just was just like, boom, DTR is playing. We're like, whoa, whoa, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, for that reason, the schedule guys yeah. Yeah. took a dump on the Browns yeah. for that. It just, you know, and then he, we, we came. And the, the, way the, the way the week unfolded. We thought yeah. he was going to play. We thought he was going to play. That was the worst. And then all life. of a sudden at 1030, yeah. oh, no, he's not playing. Yeah. DTR, get your cape on. And, and, and so here's the thing. You get that that happens. DTR plays the game, and then you follow right back up the next week against a 5-0 and team in the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. And I'm thinking the schedule guys hate us. We're in trouble. Yeah. We'll no, get to San Francisco that's, that's... in a sec, but week three first was Tennessee. Neutral, good, bad. I, I was neutral on this one. Yeah, With I don't Tennessee. know why we had week three Baltimore. Yeah, it was a uh, that was classic uh, Cantus Spelly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Cantus Cantus number Spelly. or whatever. Uh, I don't think there was much. They They... I, they I was neutral. It, it didn't matter. Yeah, I was really neutral matter. on that. Because, yeah. again, it's so early in the season. Like, unless, like in the Cincinnati case where you lose Burrow. Yeah. You know, it, I was neutral on that. We'll I go quickly change. to San Francisco then. Yeah. And I had, I had bad for San. San Francisco was the hottest team in football. 5-0. Yeah. and oh. You did not want to play them when the Browns did. And they still beat that ass. So, shout out to P.J. Walker. I didn't think there was any chance they were going to beat the Niners. 
G. Bush was the only one on the panel that picked the I, Browns to win. I thought he game. was joking too. Deceit. Listen, I. I why, well, that way, was part Kool Aid, but he got it right. It was part Kool Aid, but the way I saw him play against the, the the Bengals, it was it was one of them fight or flight things. Like I'm like, if you lose to them and get blown up out of here, I mean, we 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 could be talking about four and something. But the defense came up. They did what they needed to do, and I think it was one of those points where there's always like seven or eight, nine, ten points where at a season where you can give up. And I thought the Browns could have gave up because Nick Chubb was out. I thought they could have gave up after Deshaun Watson was out and DTR got beat up, but they right. didn't. So um, I, I thought the, it was the schedule guys were nasty to them, but I thought they showed some resiliency. So. What's funny, I, th- I think that's true. I thought yeah. the schedule guys, you know, got them on that one too. But in retrospect, now that we have the benefit of the results, the two following weeks, we got the Niners, and maybe we put them in that. See, I think that, that, I think that they put them in that tailspin. But they lost three in a row after that, and yeah. everybody suddenly was looking at this team, which was once the NFC favorite, saying, wait a minute, who are they? And, and that was such a physical game. Trent Williams got hurt. Oh. Debo got hurt. McCaffrey was banged up. If you were playing this from a, another team's standpoint, the Vikings hit the schedule jackpot against sure, San Francisco, playing the them week. after yep. the Browns and whoever else they played, they lost another game too. Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati actually yeah. got lucky in this in, scenario. In San Francisco. In, yeah, they, they and, got very lucky. And I think, to, to you know, when you look at the, the 49ers, I had never saw a side of them. Like, when they was out here pushing and arguing and fighting before the game, it, it was almost like they got themselves out of their mojo. I'm like, usually the 49ers just come in here, block you, tackle Do you, their and go home. and go. Yep. I was, so I think that catapulted the Browns to, to play a little harder. But I think that put him in a tailspin because after that, Trent Williams hurt, Debo Samuels hurt, McCaffrey came out of the game banged up, and Brock Purdy finally looked like he was a, a guy He made who a has, mistake. He made mistakes it's that a, game. You know, he, we hadn't seen him make a mistake until yeah. the Browns game. It was essentially perfect. Uh, right. Next up, Indy. Good, bad, neutral. Uh, I thought it was good because I thought Gardner Minshew was in there, and that ended up uh, not being so easy. Yeah. It, I think it, it, we, we came in feeling real good about it. But that was the Deshaun Watson five plays, and he's out, and then Gardner Minshew's running read option down the field, and we're like, "Up, oh, there's one of these trap games where sure, I, I yeah. like when they that pulled happens, that rabbit out of a hat." Well, I actually went with kind of bad because it was a, a new coach and a new quarterback that had no tape, yeah. so I, I I put kind of bad, like barely bad, more neutral than anything, but. No they pulled out them so, together. They pulled out I mean, they yeah, knew yeah, what Gardner what I mean. Minshew's game but was. But there was no, like, the read option wrinkle came out right. of nowhere with Gardner Minshew. We did not expect that. Did not have that coming at and all. And they got Taylor back. That yeah, Taylor, Taylor <laughs> back before. was that game. And, I think he came back the week before. The week before, but his first game in real But real him rest. and Moss yeah. both ran. I, I don't, matter of fact, we should have lost that game. Yeah, I don't even know how we won that. We should For three and a half quarters, I thought it was a straight L. Yeah. I really did. It's a tough game. I thought that was an L. Next up, Seattle. Um... I don't think there were any extenuating injury circumstances for that one. I picked them to lose that game. I was game. neutral. I thought I, I was. I, I, I just, at, coming off of Indianapolis, um, they kind of like played to a point where they could have lost that game. You go to Seattle, they play well. They'll never play well in Seattle. The crowd, you got to go to the West Coast. Um, and surprisingly, they kept the game close, but that game was kind of out of the out of the you know out of here when they gave up to fourteen or seventeen points and I think it was the first, first quarter they were down fourteen nothing before yeah. the seats were warm yeah with PJ uh, that was the game that I'll I'll circle that one for if I think Stefanski's play calling for the last game was the worst as a game mm-hmm. but the worst play call he's made this year in my mind 
was the decision to have PJ Walker a, throw. A, a, a PJ Walker quarterback yeah. throwing the ball yeah. in a situation where you easily could have run it, kept the ball going. I think that that was one that we're going to look back and on. If one if one if win one keeps play, us out, yeah. for yeah. me, the Pittsburgh one was a gut wrencher. But so was Seattle. They, yeah. they now am I correct? They had the lead, right? Yeah. Did the Browns they came to, back after trailing fourteen nothing. I think they did. They take were a up. 17, they were up 14. twenty to seventeen. Okay. And the interception. And we oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Points, oh, that's so. why I was hot. And then they gave uh, up yeah. the they they gave up the early points, and then the defense started the pitching last the minute shutout. Was phenomenal. And then that, that last yeah. drive was, was devastating. We'll go through this next one really quick. Arizona, no Kyler. They played Clayton. We got that was great. That was perfect. Very good time. Couldn't do any better. Denver next. And I think Denver, they hit him at the worst time possible. Yes. Four-game win streak. He wanted to play Denver early when they were giving up 70 points. That's right. Or 35 points. In the last four weeks, the defense has only given up 19. I don't think you'd hit them at a much worse time than right now. It's one of only two games that the Browns really weren't in. Yeah. And, and they were in it until the fourth quarter. Like, even though they, they, were, they were. They were. I mean, the were. final score is deceiving, obviously, yeah. with the late garbage scores. But I – You'd be feeling it. I would have that. much rather played them when Sean Payton was Trying wondering to figure stuff if he out. lost his yeah. fastball – and so was Russ. Yeah. They both now kind of have re-found their mojo. Mm-hmm. And so we probably got them at the worst possible time. The next five where it gets interesting, because these are the five we haven't played yet. Right. So now this is kind of the guess. I feel worse about this now than I did when the season started. I thought this was a win when the season started. Is, the is Rams... Angela spelt right? That looks... Yeah, that's right. That is? Yeah. Seeing all caps throws me off sometimes. Are you McNugget Cantuspelli? I just, I just questioned. I didn't, I didn't spell yeah. anything wrong. No, I just that's questioned. right. Good, good job, job on Ant. That one. Ant. Good job, brother. Good job, Ant. Victory laps. Uh, when the schedule came out, I'm like, oh, that's a win. That's a winnable game. And now it's, uh, not, now it's not as easy. No. Williams has become a superstar. Nakua has become a superstar. They are, they've got a winning record. They're, they have their playoff fate in their own hands. I think they're five and six, technically. Are they five and six? I, I thought they were six, six and five. I think they're five. I could be wrong. I think they're yeah. Stafford, but Stafford's still, Stafford's back. healthy, which is. Well, to, to the point of the reporter who came on with us yesterday, their playoff fate's in their own hands. They, if they, they keep win, winning, they're yeah. going. And, and I, I just thought that this was going to be a game. I, I'm not afraid of the L.A. road crowd. Doesn't um, exist. And I'm still not afraid of it. But I just think that the Rams, to me, have proven to be a better team than I thought they were going to be. They're frisky. It's, it's almost like I, I can see it in my, my, my head, you know, them scoring points or, you know, catching touchdown passes, and the game looks like it's a little fast. Um the Browns have to play at a certain, certain pace this game. Yeah. And to be truthful, if I'm looking at this game, this might be one of the most – this is the game that really, really actually matters. Because there's no way you're not making the playoffs if you're 8-4. and four. You'll find a way. you got the Bears If still. they win, their chances of making the playoffs go up to 81%. If they lose, they go down below 60%. And, and you know, just – now you and then what it does is put emphasis on these two games. Now you got to really split and get one of the Jacksonville games or Houston or Houston. You yeah. do, and those games look like they were like I got Jacksonville at home. They've been playing well, and Houston is the anomaly. Houston like uh, like they play like a veteran team with a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback and a rookie defensive end. They just yeah. it's different, yeah. and it's at Houston. Which I don't Houston. like. Yeah. How, how is it at Houston two years in a row? So, Jackson, I know I don't understand that either. So, Jacksonville to me is neutral. I had Jacksonville. I, I, I knew that too. was going to be a, a battle. Um, obviously, because we're on quarterback number four, it's more difficult now than I thought it was going to be. I thought we'd have Deshaun Watson. So, I, I wouldn't be neutral on this. I would say this one is harder to me 
than it was when the schedule came out. And Houston is a slam dunk. Houston is much harder Way than harder. I thought it was. Significantly I thought Houston would be a three or four win team. You wanted Houston early in the season before C.J. Stroud became that dude. And right, right. now C.J. Stroud's playing as well as anyone. And to G's point real quick on L.A., Jason said it wasn't a must win on Monday. He's like, it, it would help. Technically, but it's have, not. But if you lose that game, if you lose to L.A., you have such an onus and a razor-thin margin of error the rest of the way. You do. Like, razor-thin. And yeah. if anyone feels comfortable... And being honest with themselves, they feel comfortable operating on a razor-thin margin of error with Joe Flacco, DTR, P.J. Walker. You should go get yourself checked out. That, well, that's, listen, that's an issue. They were operating on that razor-thin margin against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it worked. They were operating uh, yeah. on that razor-thin margin against Indianapolis. Look, in the moment, every game feels like a must-win. That's the beauty of the NFL. Every games, game takes games. on such yeah. an added importance, particularly in December and particularly when you're in a playoff race. Is it a must-win? The answer to that is technically no. There is a clear path to the playoffs without winning. But you make your degree of difficulty getting there much, much much higher. In in the Browns, like I don't, I know, don't know about y'all, but man, I'll be watching these games and I'm like, man, every game, every like there is not. We've had one game where it's like, okay, we had the Cardinals game. Every right. game's been close down to the wire. Every other game? It's 52 hours of stressville. It's yeah. stressful. When you watch the Cleveland Browns for a season. My wife won't watch it, though, but she says, like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Though. I, like, I love it, but I want to look, but I don't want to, but it's too nerve-wracking. And I'm like, I'm with you. Like, because, look, I, even the games, even game, Aaron Rodgers is practicing now. Come on, yeah, man. He, he ain't going to play. Stop. Well, that's He's why I was going to say the Jets game probably is <laughs> they got, they got lucky a little with the more Jets. difficult. They, no one's no. ruled them out. No, no one's he said out. he's not going to play if they're not in playoff contention. Well, they're not. They're not so presently. I think, so why I, I are you think practicing? Yeah, why not? I, I, I listened to, he's, to he's, Solid's news conference yesterday. Yeah. And every comment he made was prefacing he's not playing. He's doing the same stuff he would be doing if he wasn't on our active roster. Things worked out for them with maneuverability on the roster that they could activate him. Yeah. He's and not open playing. that 21-day window. Don't lie to yourself. It would be the most egotistical, single individual yeah. thing to do. 100%. If he comes back and plays. It would only to be so he could pound his chest and say, I did what everyone said I couldn't. You're, you're not going to carry your team to a playoff win. Stay in mothballs. Salah said he has every expectation that he's going to be with the Jets next season. Do it next year. If he plays, he's going to get hurt and miss hey, all next year. Hey, and I, their line's trash anyhow. Why would you put them out there? Hey, I look at – listen, I'll be looking in like this. Sometimes people be needing to save their job. And, you know, I like – Salah, you're a defensive guy. I, I they, they, There's doctors, right? I saw this doctor who, who does, you know, kind of tells about the injuries. And he goes, well, listen, Nate, you know, they got this new procedure on the Achilles. Usually they just snip it. And sew it up, but now they got it where they they reinforced it, sew it up, and and plant it and, and staple it down to your heel. Like he's moving well. Like I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be over the top to think that he could play. And Aaron Rodgers is over the top. He's the he's the non-vax guy. He's the yeah, he's sleep not. in a dark room. And by the way, it would be a hell of a story. It would. It would be, and that's why I think his ego might get in the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I watch he him on. Play. I watch him uh, with his uh, Tuesday appearance Pat on McAfee. Pat McAfee, 
and he loves this. Lo- oh. He is It's because he likes to be the center of attention. He, just, he does. He, and he loves to say things that people will be like, what, the, what did he just say? Yeah, and he's, he drives and me so nuts. he's sitting there, he's talking very low. I can't stand him. I'm and sorry. yeah, there, he just rubs me the wrong way too. I can't stand him. He's, uh, he's he held the whole Jets season sabotage mm-hmm. with this whole "I'm going to come back." You guys can't go actually get a better quarterback because I'm going to come back. Don't waste an asset. I'm coming back. He's going to say he wants to practice. He's going to be eliminated from the playoffs. He's not going to play. They're going to lose. He's going to bring all his friends back in. Alan Lazard's not even. A, he's a healthy scratch now. So they bring all these dudes in for Aaron Rodgers and get yeah, out. Of it here, was bro. Uh, get out of it here. was a, it was an all in move. I can't stand similar, in uh, some ways to what the Browns did. Um, the Browns obviously had a much younger quarterback um, who they felt could take them to a Super Bowl, and they were going to get him for five years with the Jets. You know, they, are, they were in quarterback purgatory just as long as the Browns were. They didn't have an answer at that position. Nope. They made a bold move, and they went all in, and it blew up in their face. First play. I remember last first, first play, play. That's crazy. It was yeah. nuts. Absolutely nuts. Why is he? You know, it's kind of, kind of funny. It's not quarterback quarterback injury thing, but... I mean, these quarterbacks are getting injured, and you can't touch a quarterback now. These guys no. are getting injured more. Think about the, the the amount of quarterbacks that are just out, 50. just just not just not there. Well, they were tougher in the day because they took a beating, right? Like it, they, it, they, it, there were no rules protecting the quarterbacks. Turkey Joe Jones was dropping Terry Bradshaw <laughs> on his head. You know, there's an evolution process that goes on to a player <laughs> where he's like, "Look, I got to build up a layer of protection." They were tougher. I mean, and now they're like glass dolls. And if you think if you said something with Aditi, this reminds me of the NBA season last year. How the heck did the Miami Heat make it to the finals? I don't know. They just, I don't know how at all. But it's just it just reminds me of that. If you look at the that's why I keep just saying like the Browns got to make the playoffs. Just get there, man, because the Herberts of the world. It looks like the Bills look like they want to try to make the playoffs. They might be the best team, and they might be left out. Left yeah. out. If you don't got to see Herbert, you don't got to see Burrow, you don't got to see this Josh, is the, Allen. Josh Allen. This is the year to be in the playoffs. This, this, is, the this, this is the year. We went over the whole number before the season, the quarterback rankings. And take the, wherever Deshaun fit it. It was nine of the top ten were in the AFC. Right? It was Jalen Hurts. Yes. And then the other nine were AFC. And, 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 and they're the all hurt. Nuggets, to that point, if we're going to play the micro game on the schedule – Let's now look at the landscape and play it on a macro scale. So, do we feel better? Are the football gods shining on the Browns now? Well, on one hand, we're decimated with injuries. But on the other hand, you've eliminated three of the top four quarterbacks are likely not a threat right now. Josh Allen is still lurking on the fringe, but Joe Burrow's in mothballs. They're not a threat. Even Kansas City. I know Kansas City is in the driver's seat. But Kansas City doesn't scare no, me like they have no. in years past. They used to, I used to be petrified. It was like one of them things where, you, you know, when you were younger and your dad used to come down the stairs and say, let me talk to you. He's much bigger than you. You're like, dang. It, it had a little more gravity to it, right? When he says that now, you got yeah, it. You're like, ah, what, what <laughs> yeah. do you want, dad? What are you going to do? You want some cologne or something, man? Like, take you out and get some food. Let's hang out and watch the game, eat some wings. <laughs> But, I'm still terrified of Mahomes. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, totally no, honest. But, but I'm not. I'm terrified. The reason not. I'm not scared of them is because they have to work. I'm seeing them have to work to get down the field. Like, to, like it's third and longs. Mahomes got it. Before, you got to think about it. When they had Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And, oh, it and, felt different. It, it was 
it was damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because yeah. they had one guy that could run by you. It was pick your poison. It was pick. And they was throwing the ball to Kelsey over the middle, and it was it was a problem. It was just – I've never seen they're more different, this but. season. I've seen Patrick Mahomes looking at the surface <laughs> that with a quizzical look like, I don't have an answer. <laughs> and in the past, you would they'd show him on the sidelines. They could be down a score, and he's chumming it up. I got this. No. And you knew that they did. Because whenever they had to have a score, they got one. They were down 14 nothing. And ended up going on a 31-3. No, listen, I know they can. The Vegas Raiders, like, but there's also been moments, yeah, like been stretches he, he's that have gone more, games. He's looked more pedestrian this year than we've seen in the last couple of years. But I'm still terrible. It's like when your girlfriend or your wife says, "We got to talk," and it could be like, "Hey, did you take the trash?" It could be absolutely nothing. But when you get that text, "Hey, we got to talk," you immediately go to worst case scenario. That's how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes is yeah. worst case scenario, but sometimes. Yeah, Gabby, sometimes I guess she says we got to talk. But hey, yeah, uh, yeah, it goes either it. from that or to, hey, did you pick up whatever? Like, that's the Patrick Mahomes level for Ain't me. it funny, though? Ain't it funny if you, in the, in the years of your relationship, if Jay's wife says, hey, we need to talk, it's a different from yours. Like, <laughs> like I don't think she's ever done that. Right. Like She's I, never said we got to talk? No. No. I can't. She, she knows I'm not a talker. I, I You're not a talker. Get not in that stuff. No. Not in relationships. Oh, you never shut up, Jay. Come nope. On. Not in relationships. <laughs> like, like, nope. It, like if we need to talk, like some sometimes I'm like, look, you you're forbidden to say that. Like I don't do fake. Like that's there's two things. Wait, they're forbidden to say that. We no, gotta yeah, talk. Yeah, no, you need to say what you need to talk about. Uh, lead, lead with it. Lead, lead with that. And that's what I am too. I'm I like, got, I don't don't, 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 don't play games. Don't beat around the bush. <laughs> Hit me with the lead story. Let me know. I, I got I got health issues. I take a lot of medication, and I'm putting it on that. <laughs> You gotta tell me exactly what's going on. Cut to the chase. Yeah, or or and I don't do fake breakups either. Like there's like if you no, say there's no fake breakups. Like, you can't say that. That's says the man that broke off his wedding engagement and then went through with it anyhow. Well, yeah, you're right. The that that's who, the all-time fake deke relationship who, move of ever. Coming from the man who says he divorced his ex-wife because he didn't like her tone of voice. Yeah, I was like, yeah, your tone's crazy right it's now. Just, I, I remember not, that. I remember uh, that. Yeah, Mike that, Polk wrote it. Mike Polk made a whole joke out of that. Yeah, I don't know if he did. gave you credit or not. Uh, like you did, man. Listen. Tone is everything. But now you learn you don't do the fake breakups anymore. Now I well I, now I've learned It's forever. Like now I've learned I just yeah, she got statue of limitation now. Like I just like I'm like, dang, they done made you a citizen. They done made you like they really and bro, her name is Rose Bush. And, and, like it's a perfect she, name. That's forever. And, yeah. yeah, and like she be like it, now they're gonna be like they gonna be like, uh, yeah, um, you brought her all the way over here to just a fool over her, what, Mr. Bush. Why would you gee, do that? Gee, the who, way it goes out. When you said your, and we got, we'll get the one-on-one matchups in one sec. Was it Bull who thought your wife's name was Rose Bush Bush when he first told yeah, us it was yeah, Rose Bush? Yeah, yeah, like he, she, he was like, it's Rose Bush Bush. I'm like, no, there's not <laughs> two words. When he said her name was Rose Bush, he was like. But I think it was Bull. Oh, yeah. so he then thought he thought it was her name was Rose Bush. Who in the hell would name their child Rose Bush? I don't, I don't know, but Bull that? really thought that was I, her I, I, th- I think it, it was Bull. Bull. Yeah. It was Rose someone in here. Bush Bush. Well, he was like, so her name is Rose Bush Bush? And we're like, no, it's Rose Bush. Space Bush. Yeah, yeah. That is one of the great names ever. But Rose it Bush is. Bush could be a hell She has like too. a really long name after that. You know, in the Philippines, they'd be like, Benez Acosta slash. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing all the relative names. All the relative names. I'm like, yeah. nah, you got Going to. back three generations yeah. on the mom's side. And what's up? What's next? I just before we get into our last topic, <laughs> I gotta remind you guys. 
Um, as the weather gets colder, <coughs> the NFL <coughs> offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's absolutely no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So you guys can go visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Are we going to do Rose, uh, Rams matchups here, or are we going to yes. do Cavs? No, nah, we'll do Rams matchups. We'll run through them yeah. quick, and we'll spend the last five minutes on Cavs. Okay. We'll run through them pretty quick. We only got three here. What's, so. what's the biggest matchup in, in this game for you guys? Oh, Aaron Donald versus Joe Batonio. Without, or, or Wyatt Teller, you, you could take your choice, but if Joe Flacco's the quarterback, he needs time in the pocket. And Aaron Donald, we mentioned it before, is as good, if not the greatest ever pass rusher from the interior of the defensive line. He is the highest graded PFF pass rusher seven consecutive years from 2015 to 2022. And if Joe Flacco is running for his life and there's consistent pressure coming up the middle from that guy, number 99, it's going to be a long day for Joe Flacco. And we have two all-pro guards in Joe Batonio and Wyatt Teller. If those guys can't hold up against Aaron Donald, and by hold up, I mean at least put a little bit of resistance on his path to the quarterback, uh, I do not like Joe Flacco's chances come Sunday. Um, me is uh, any Rams receiver versus Greg Newsom. You're scared now, aren't you? Uh, and and the, the reason we say any, they've got double really barrel where they can come at you with Cooper yeah, Cup or yeah, now Nakua. Yeah, yeah. That and, could be bad. And, and, and here's the thing. I, I think one thing that they, they do well, and, I, you know, you talk about McVay, they seem to always get some shot plays in. Yep. They always seem to and, – and a lot of, lot of what the passing game is now is – is just get your get a guy isolated and throw it up there, because it's it, it, it's so much that can happen: illegal contact, holding, uh, holding interference. pass interference. So it now now on offense, it's just about shifting and saying, okay, if I can get my guy on one on one with you and throw it up, it's about a seventy five percent chance something bad can happen right. for you. The other thing is in that scenario. The offensive wide receiver has to be more aggressive at becoming a defender on the toss-up balls. Yep. I see too many times in the NFL where the wide receiver realizes he's not going to catch it, and he doesn't turn into a defender. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If that's a throw-up ball and the defender is in better position to get it, you need to do whatever you need to do, including pass interference. <laughs> right. Because you keep the football in that scenario. Yeah. When you don't defend that, you're giving the football up, and that's you just can't do that. How would you guys match up Newsom? Let's assume Denzel's not playing. He didn't practice again yesterday, right. so he's probably unlikely to play on Sunday. How would you match up Newsom and Emerson against Cup and Nakua? I think I'd put Emerson on Nakua. I th I, 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 at this point in their career, I think Nakua's the fresher legs. Cooper Cup's numbers have just been pedestrian. He hasn't Last hit. five weeks, he's not been good. He has not been Cooper Cup. So... Underneath. I, I, I want I want Emerson on their biggest threat. Yep. Who I still think I, I think now is Nakua. I don't think it's Cooper Cup anymore. Yeah, I, I think it's Nakua. And and I'll say this. You know, I was talking to Tigers in the barbershop on um, I believe it was uh, Monday. I said, look, uh, Denzel Ward is the difference between this defense being good or elite. Because we saw it. Sunday. We saw it. We saw that. Like because the, you know if they can't play man to man coverage and slide Newsom into the slot and do what they do and JOK and those guys, it's just a different It's a different uh, look. Well, it's just they, they were getting gashed in the run game at yeah. times on Sunday. Yeah. And again, it, Sunday was such a weird game to me because 
when you're watching it, you got the sense that the Broncos were having a lot of success offensively, but the final numbers. Pedestrian. I mean, Russell threw for 135. Yeah. They had fewer than 300 total yards. To get to have 29 points with fewer than 300 yards, you got to have a safety. You got to have a short field giveaway, and they did, but they were effective. They were efficient. When they needed to move it, they moved it. And they, you didn't see their punter a whole lot. And I think, for me, I think the matchup that I'm going to be most watching is actually, and, and you make a lot of sense with the Aaron Donald against the Browns guards. But for me, I am, I think this game comes down to one thing. Who's playing for the Browns defense? Mm-hmm. And I said this yesterday. The three that are in question are Anthony Walker. Did Walker practice yesterday? I don't think he did. I don't think, let me double, I don't think he did. Though. Yeah, I don't think mm, he did either. I heard but too. for me, the big three, one at each level, Miles Garrett, Anthony Walker, Denzel Ward. I think if you have two of those three, you mm. can win. Yeah. And even if one of those two is a handicapped Miles Garrett with half a left arm. Right. I still think that him being out there is going to draw attention away from other Browns defenders and they'd be able to get home. But you got to have two of those three. So for me, it's going to be an injured Miles Garrett against the Rams offensive front. So Anthony Walker was technically limited in practice yesterday, which means okay. he was able to do something. That's a good sign. Something could mean anything. He was limited. Yeah. But whether he can go... And JOK trying to stop Kyron Williams, by the way, who's been phenomenal the last couple weeks. And he's not just a runner, but he's been really good in the screen game as well. That's where JOK and Walker come in to try and track him down. He had two receiving touchdowns last week against Arizona. He's gone over 100 yards on the ground in three of the last four games, over 200 yards total in two of their last three games. If it's not via ground, it's by air. He's been the focal point of their offense, even with Cup and Nakua in the lineup. So, whether it's JOK or preferably JOK and Anthony Walker trying to chase down 23, the Browns are going to need pretty heroic performances from their linebackers. And tomorrow yeah, on the WKYC yeah. show, Coach Tyvis is going to break down uh, some JOK film to show what he's done, what he did so well against Denver, and what he's going to have to do against LA to keep that up what and shut him down. I talked about he's been so good. So good. Stunning turnaround. I, like, comeback player of the year worthy. Yeah. He, he has no At least on this. No, no. For the Browns. Oh, for the Browns. For the yeah, Browns. Yeah. Like, a guy that. You just, you were, hell, we were giving up on him. DeQuell said he would have cut him. And he knows the position as well as anybody. And he just said there's nothing there. It, you, and here he is playing at times like a Pro Bowl linebacker. And I think that's a huge testament to the work he did. Yeah. But also to Schwarzenegger. Or it, Schwarzenegger. There's, there's, there's a, there's, I, I believe this. Like, is there, it's a chicken or the egg. Is, is a player born special? and then they just do what they want to? Or is it players are always, you know, they're about even, you know, give or take. They All of them are athletic, all of them are talented. It just takes uh, the right coach to let them do certain things. And I truly believe that it, it's a lot to do with coaching. I know a lot of people don't put any, you know, merit in it. They think it's just, just all the players. But, you know, there there is no Steph Curry without Steve Kerr. There is no, you know, there is no, like – so you're saying LeBron James wouldn't be LeBron if it wasn't for David Blatt? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying No, is, he said there's some people that are just born no, to be no, great. Well, yeah. And there's others that need that molding. They like, need that coaching, that direction. He needed the quill. But, like, he right. Patrick Mahomes, I don't think – Patrick Mahomes is meant for Andy Reid. You know why? Because Andy Reid is going to let him do that. We just go back and listen to Bernie Kozar. Bernie obviously knew what he was doing, but Bill Belichick knew what he was doing too. 
sometimes you just don't m- mix and match. Like you, you couldn't run that type of offense. Patrick Mahomes, there's some coaches that will put him in a box and say one, two, three, statue quarterback, stay in your progressions. But then when you get somebody that can unlock you and you already have talent, now you're in trouble. Now it's transcendent because now you got somebody that could add what they add to the game, which is letting you be free. Of it's play. like letting a point guard be a point guard. Yes. yes. Like create. Yeah. There's there, obviously there's, there's, there's parameters to every offense and you're in a team structure, but I think that's well said. Andy Reid was the perfect guy for Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes was the perfect guy for Andy Reid. Yeah. It's worked. It's definitely worked. All right, we're going to do some Super Chats and get out of here. Yeah, sounds good to me. But every time we read Super Chats, guys, I want to remind you that it's brought to you by PCC Airfoils. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils are located in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions at $18 and up. Plus, you can get a full benefit package, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So, guys, I got about five Super Chats here. The first one here comes from Chris. Browns have the best defensive team in forever. They'll bounce back this week. Multiple turnovers. Kool-Aid Mafia. There we go. I can see it. I can see it. Rated. Says, I bet once once a drive goes wrong, Joe throws a pick or something, the fans are going to go and call for RG3 or Cam. Uh, we have the most impatient fan base. Love the show, guys. Go, Browns. I agree with that. It'll be the wrong idea, but I agree with it. From Ronaldo Archer, my only real concern about Flacco is how long can he survive taking real live serious NFL hits? As an immobile statue in the pocket, is his body ready for a pounding? Defenses will see red and attack hard. Which was one of my concerns, too, that I brought up on Behind the Glass. Yeah, uh, he's old. I mean, he's, he's hey, 38. You can run the ball 50 times. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's what we've learned. You don't have to be old to get knocked out of the game as a quarterback. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's true. I mean, DTR, it happens to him every time he plays. He's a chick. Like, he's he, a young chick, and but, he got blasted. If you're 38 or 18 or 28, you're, that's going to knock you out of the game. I, you know what? Thank you so much for saying that. Some, sometimes you guys say stuff, and I'm like, damn it, why didn't I think of that? I mean, it's just that all those the quarterback has a target. Even though they've changed the rules to protect them, we're on quarterback number 51. Is there something to the fact that because it's so hard to hit them legally when you can theoretically sure. hit them legally, players are just getting their full-on, like, full Donkey Kong, They're hold up the B it. button, you know, in Smash Brothers G, like <laughs> – like you don't talk about yeah, like, okay, like yeah, is yeah. that using the turbo reference. button when they get a chance? Yeah, it feels like that's why it's so impressive that Patrick Mahomes has run and has stayed healthy because he's like chasing a chicken. You, he's so hard, and Michael Vick was also this way. Mm-hmm. They're so hard to get a good clean shot on. Lamar's they, said, Lamar's the best at that. Oh, never, tremendous. never get never get squared up. Tremendous. You know, it, I used to have I didn't have so many surgeries that like I remember having like low self-esteem like I used to be like man am I injury prone or like what is it like how come I'm like I used to be able to go like when I was younger I would be I would go play two days but then go play pickup basketball in be, like during the day and not get hurt and not get hurt no and and uh you know the my orthopedic surgeon he said uh if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. No, um, your body isn't meant to play a game like football. So it's just a matter of time you're going to get Some people are more prone to soft tissue injuries. It is what it is. Like you only got a certain amount of plays in your body. It is yeah. like you, you just don't know when it's gonna go. So like you know, ligaments is non-weight bearing. Like you don't, you can't strengthen a ligament. You can't. In fact, sometimes Steroids. when you strengthen the muscles around them, Let's you're see. gonna stress them more than they were intended to be stressed. Yep, it's crazy. Which is it, it's almost oxymoronic. <laughs> but when you, you can't strengthen the ligament, but you can overpower a ligament yep. with bigger muscle, and obviously you, you can add muscle mass for sure. It's just but you got to be careful. You play football, you will get hurt. It just wouldn't matter. It's a gladiator it. sport. And what's up next? Yeah, we actually just kind of were talking about this. Uh, Kevin Robinson asked if we needed a new strength coach for less injuries. I think you guys. Just I've had a couple people sometimes. ask me that this year. I mean, they're flu- most of them are fluke injuries. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there are certain things that you can't avoid through injury. And there's certain things that you can do that can lead to injury. We just talked about one of them. But I think for the most part, it's just bad luck. It, like, don't tell me Nick Chubb got hurt because he can only squat 694 pounds and not 725 pounds. Right. Like, he got hit from an on. angle where, yeah. so, I mean. Every running back in the league would have been in the same position yeah. if they were Nick Chubb. And like, that, that ACL was going down no matter what. And you got to think about it like this. Like, I always tell people, like, Offensive linemen and like these people, it, the TV doesn't give it justice. They're huge. Do you know like aliens? There are uh, Joe Botonio will run a regular human down. Oh yeah, it's like it's like a grizzly. <laughs> like, it's like, like, a grizzly like he's bear. a like he's a like he's bigger than you, stronger than you, and he's fat. Like if a normal person were to take these hits, they die. Yeah. Like yeah. like perish. Like like there's nothing you can do. You can't lift weights for that. Somebody that fast. Having these car accidents every every you five know the or term is gen pop, like you, the, the, athletes refer to civilians oftentimes as gen pop. Yeah, they're general population. Yeah, and I've heard pro athletes, particularly big football players, talk about what you just said. You put the average person from gen pop on a football field and take one hit, it's a wrap. It's done. over. They're oh, am- done. Ambulance. You're taking them off an ambulance. It is so violent. And, and you're right. TV doesn't do it justice. I remember the first time I ever stood on the sidelines of an NFL game. I was 23 years old. It's the coolest thing ever. And my eyes were wide open the entire time. I was, I don't know how they ever get up from big hits and collisions. And they pop up one after another after another. That's why they say on Monday and Tuesday, feels like they've been through a car wreck. And they just keep getting faster. And they keep and getting bigger and stronger. I go to the field and look at them, and like, there's no way I could play right now. None. No. Bigger, stronger, faster than ever before. Two more. What's up? All right, so Mac Dog says, Kelsey brothers are not the only homegrown football players. Josh Cribbs, Paul Warfield, Big Ben, Desmond Howard, and Woodson were all great players. And then Ray Smith says he's not always a fan of the play calling, but Stefanski is the best coach in his lifetime. Continuity in the NFL breeds winning. Kool-Aid Mafia. There you go. Not wrong. There we go. Not wrong. All right, what are we going to do for overtime? Do we want to tease ahead of that? We, all, we haven't talked about memberships and likes yet today, have we? No. no. We haven't no. done that. So no. if you're watching and you're a regular viewer of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 
Hit the like button. It's free. It helps us a lot. Also, if you haven't done so already, and we know more than 30-some thousand have, hit the subscribe. Uh, you'll be notified whenever there's breaking news. Um, UCSS shines the bat light, you know, like they did on Batman. <laughs> and one of the UCSS cast members will scurry in front of a camera, a phone, somewhere, and they'll be bringing you live content on that said breaking news. So if you're a Cleveland sports fan and you want to know the very latest as it happens, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss a live show because it can happen at 3.30 today. So it happened. Miles Garrett, they did said it, yeah. he was not injured for the year. Everybody was happy. It happened right at the end of the barbershop. Did a little 15 in. minutes and everybody was cool to That's go. That's right. So for overtime, we get to talk Cavs or we could bring Jimmy in and we could talk some. Oh, yeah. I want some stories. Yeah, 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 McNugget we, stories. We need I want all stories. stories. So we in have in studio girl. today one of McNugget's <laughs> college basketball teammates. Shout out to I told him uh, before squad, the show baby. started, I need five great McNugget stories. There he is. That's a great he's, shot of a camera. It looks like a camera. He's, he's actually a cameraman. There he is. Um, he's going to join us with some McNugget stories that you don't want to miss. So if you haven't become a Coaches Tier member yet, that gives you free access to all of our overtimes. You may want to spend the buck ninety nine a month. Is that what it is? Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine a month. And his girl Damn is inflation. here. He's gonna give me incriminating information. Oh, his girl is from, here too. He, that's so crazy. Yeah, Gabby's gotta go pick up Eli for lunch. So maybe yeah, not Gabby. Do you want the producer mic? <laughs> Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.